Welcome to News Fix, where we spend hours going through the news so you don't have to. We now have a war in Europe on a scale and of a type we thought belonged in history. Those were the words yesterday of NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg. It's Friday, February 25th. Here's your News Fix. Look, as you all know, yesterday was an extraordinary and deeply concerning day in news. With such a fluid situation and so many complex angles at play here, we understandably received a lot of questions from you guys. As a result, we thought it best to change the format of today's news fix, in the hopes it answers as many of your questions as possible. The first question, is Ukraine's president still in the country? Yes. Shortly after 10pm last night, Ukraine's President Zelensky signed a decree ordering the mobilization of all conscripts and reservists in all Ukrainian regions. As Sky News reported, it paves the way for civilians to take up arms. Earlier this morning, Zelensky is also quoted as being critical of the lack of international support received. He said he had asked European leaders about Ukraine becoming a NATO member, saying everyone is afraid, no one answers. Zelensky went on to say, quote, This morning we are defending our state alone. Like yesterday, the world's most powerful forces are watching from afar. Meanwhile, President Macron of France said military equipment and 300 million euro worth of aid would be offered to Ukraine. Zelensky also said he and his family remain in the country, despite intelligence he is a key target for Russian troops. He was quoted as saying, they want to destroy Ukraine politically by destroying the head of state. We have information that enemy sabotage groups have entered Kiev. The US Secretary of State Anthony Blinken also stated he is convinced Russia's goal is to overthrow the Ukrainian government. In the newsletter, we included a link to his entire transcript of his interview with ABC News. Someone else asked this morning what the latest lines from Kiev are. In the 2am hour local time in Ukraine, blasts were heard in the capital. There have also been unconfirmed reports of an aircraft shot down over the capital and an apartment block in the city was damaged by a Russian missile attack. The advice for people across the city of Kiev continues to be to take shelter. The next question was someone asking what the significance of Chernobyl was in all of this. After a fierce battle, Russian troops seized the Chernobyl nuclear plant on Thursday. There are reports of Ukrainian soldiers being held there. Why is this significant? Well, in 1986, there was a nuclear disaster there. The area is unoccupied and remains radioactive to this day. Russia seizing the site sparked concern from international nuclear watchdogs. Sky News noted the Russian troops may have sought to seize Chernobyl because it offers the shortest route to Kiev from their staunch ally of Belarus. For anyone wondering what actually happened in Chernobyl, in 1986 an explosion at the nuclear plant exposed millions to highly dangerous levels of radiation in what has been described as quote, the world's worst nuclear disaster. Many have said Soviet authorities made the situation even worse by failing at the time to publicly say what had happened. While the explosion occurred in Ukraine, it was very close to the border with Belarus. In fact, two thirds of the contamination from the explosion fell in Belarus. Years after the explosion happened, UNICEF said Belarus absorbed 70% of the fallout, with more than 20% of its adolescent children suffering from chronic illness or disabilities. Another question from you guys has of course been about the civilian impact yesterday. The UN now estimates roughly 100,000 people in Ukraine have fled their homes since the invasion began in the early hours of Thursday morning. It is also being widely reported that thousands more have crossed borders into neighboring countries, namely Poland and Romania. 
One video going viral this morning is a New York Times piece looking at newborn infants from a neonatal intensive care unit in the east of the country after being moved into a makeshift bomb shelter on a lower level of the hospital building. We've included a link to the video in the newsletter. Also in terms of civilian casualties, Ukraine's president said at least 137 people were killed on Thursday. In terms of Russian impact, in the last hour Sky News cited the British Defence Secretary saying Russia has lost more than 450 personnel. Now a question coming in from many of you was could this happen in other European countries? US Secretary of State Anthony Blinken acknowledged it was a possibility Putin would seek to go beyond Ukraine and into NATO countries, but added there's something very powerful standing in the way of that. In the newsletter today, we've included a photo of a map that shows all of the NATO member countries in Europe. The map shows just how many countries near Ukraine are NATO members. It is also important to note here that NATO, the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, was established after World War II with the main goal of countering Soviet aggression. It views an attack on one member state as an attack on all. This is known as Article 5 of NATO. That is what Secretary of State Blinken is referring to when he says something very powerful in Putin's way. It's also worth noting here that President Biden made it very clear in a speech on Tuesday, saying, quote, every inch of NATO territory would be defended. For those wondering how Russian civilians feel about the invasion, well, the country has a population of 144 million people. And of course, not everyone is gonna feel the same. However, what is worth noting is the number of Russian celebrities who have spoken out against the war. We've included a link to a Twitter thread on this in the newsletter, it's really interesting. It is worth noting, as the Financial Times' Moscow bureau chief pointed out, none of them are protesting or mentioning Putin by name. But even stuff like this can get you banned from state TV for life. Meanwhile, videos of protests in Moscow and St. Petersburg also circulated online, with a Wall Street Journal reporter noting at least 850 people were detained for doing so by late Thursday. Some reports suggest there were anti-war protests in as much as 40 cities across Russia. On a media angle here, more than 170 Russian journalists are understood to have written an open letter calling for an end to war with Ukraine. Journalists working for RT and TASS, Russian state media organizations are included in that number. And for those of you who want to take it back a bit and understand why exactly Russia would even want to invade Ukraine, there's a lot to unpack here. But we have two recommendations that will really help you get up to speed. The first is a Newsfix piece that we published back in January. It's called All Eyes on Ukraine, Is Russia Going to Invade? We've included a link to it in the newsletter, and it really gets to the heart of the historic ties between Ukraine and Russia, the impact of the collapse of the Soviet Union, and Putin's problem with NATO. If you prefer to watch something rather than read, we've also included a link to a brilliant video explainer by the BBC's Ross Atkins. It makes for a great watch. Now, another thing that's worth mentioning is a video of some audio that went viral yesterday. On a tiny island in the Black Sea, 13 Ukrainian soldiers were killed by Russians on Thursday. However, audio from before the killing has gone viral. As the Russians approached the island, they were heard telling the Ukrainian soldiers, quote, this is a military warship. This is a Russian military warship. I suggest you lay down your weapons and surrender to avoid bloodshed and needless casualties. Otherwise, you will be bombed. One of the now deceased Ukrainian soldiers is heard responding, Russian warship, go F yourself. And lastly, we're gonna to end today on a bit of a strange note. American actor Annalyn McCord went truly viral Thursday after uploading a two minute video of her reciting a poem to President Putin. We're not really sure what the goal was, but it has now been viewed 17.6 million times in just 16 hours. Of course, we've included a link to it in the newsletter. It's worth a watch. 
That's today's fix. Have a great day.